Hey, juicers. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Brooke. And this is, for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice. Welcome back to episode 10. 10. Whoop, whoop, double digits. Yes. We're making our way. Yes. Um, so we have a few announcements for you guys this week. Um, first, um, our Instagram giveaway. Um, we have one week until we announce the winner for that. Mm-hmm. So if you have not followed our Instagram page, please do so. And uh, make sure to repost our picture and include the hashtag to be entered in to win a horror box. Um that is a $70 value. It's loaded with lots of good stuff, guys. Lots of good stuff. So uh, don't drink the Jones juice is the Instagram handle. So uh, check us out. Um, we'll go ahead and do a repost tonight. That way it's, you know, our... A reminder. Yeah, yeah. one of our first uh, posts on our Instagram page. Okay. What else was there? Um, TikTok. Oh, yeah, TikTok. We are <laughs> now on TikTok. So check us out there. Give us a follow. Um, We've got a few little small things posted up now, but uh, hopefully we'll have some good stuff coming for you soon. (laughs) It's going to be more silly. Yeah, more than what we post on (laughs) Facebook and Instagram. So please follow it. Yeah. If you want to see us embarrass ourselves. Yes. And that's uh, Don't Drink the Jones Juice as well. Also just came out with a new t-shirt design. Yes, and it's dope. Yeah. Brooke designed it. So... (laughs) Go buy it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a uh, Ouija board um, with Don't Drink the Jones juice. So it's super cool. I'm going to get one for sure. Yeah, it is really cool. So check that out. Storefrontier.com slash. Don't Drink the Jones juice. Don't Drink the Jones juice. Yep. I think that might be it. Yeah, not a whole lot of news this week other than that. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, I don't know. Do you get started? We can, yeah, I guess so. I feel like we usually talk a lot more than this at the beginning, but how are you today? (laughs) (laughs) I am fine. I um, completely revamped our um, little setup where we do our podcasting. I posted a video and a picture on our Facebook page. So it looks so cool. Like she literally hung pictures of serial killers. It's super creepy. It's so cool, actually. Like, they look like uh, news clippings and the mug shots and the Zodiac, um, like, the coded, you know, letter that he sent to the... Was it the police or the news? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know, but... That's framed on my side, and it is so cool. (laughs) So, yeah, that was fun. I I get into things... I don't know. I just had this... Well, I guess we kind of had this conversation, this vision where we were like, oh, we should make our little podcast set up spooky, you know, and when I get an idea in my head, I'm going to do it, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get it done. So Alyssa got surprised today when she got to my house and she got to see our new setup. It's literally so cute. Yeah. Little black chairs with little um, pillows with skulls on them mm-hmm. and it just kind of, it sets the mood. There's a coffin hanging on the wall. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I don't know. I feel a lot more in the mood for spooky stuff uh, rather than the uh, pink walls yeah. we had in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> With the gold circle. And yeah. if you've been inside Brooke's house, you'll know that this is so off the wall compared to the rest yeah. of her house because it's mostly just farm living. <laughs> yeah. Rustic farmhouse. I don't know. Almost like a glam farmhouse. Yeah. Like a glam. It. Yeah. That sounds. Yeah. And, and my house is. You come up the stairs and you've got this creepy 
room <laughs> i think it's funny because i feel like this is our a big part of our personality mm-hmm. like the creepy stuff but we both decorate our house with like yeah blues and, yeah <laughs> which is <laughs> flowers funny. on the walls i don't know <laughs> like looking at you i feel like this is like what people may envision your house would be like yeah. it's totally not and then like people look at me and probably would not envision this but this is also a big part of who i am <laughs> you, you don't know? think so yeah i, I think will, people I would really yeah i yeah. mean you own a tattoo shop oh, for christ's yeah. sake and um I, don't, I, mean, I guess i don't know i've had people tell me like i give them like witchy vibes but like i don't feel like it's like that dark uh, witchy vibe if that makes sense it's more of like the green witch you know the plant yeah, loving crystal yeah. loving you know what i mean i can see that i do think that this is probably more my style versus yeah your like it, we both i think we both have that witchy vibe to us but yours mm-hmm. is more like plant herbal yeah and mine's more like dark coffin <laughs> and morticia yeah exactly <laughs> But it's cool. I really like it. Yeah. And it makes me more in a spooky mood to tell Absolutely. a spooky story. Yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't seen that on our Facebook page, check it out. Ooh, we should get like twinkle string lights to hang. That would be dope. That and then we could be. like turn off the light and have just <laughs> a nice aura for the room, you yeah. know, like a like the nice atmosphere to yeah. get into a story. Because sometimes it kind of, I don't know if you struggle with this, but sometimes it's hard to get into the mood to want to talk about something so heinous yeah or something spooky because when i'm doing the research i'm usually like in my house in the dark my laptop's on my lap yeah. i'm just googling stuff and i'm like oh this is so spooky i'm so excited to do this and then i come to your house and <laughs> it's like you know completely different vibe yeah and yeah. so then i start talking about it and i'm just like i feel out of place you know <laughs> what i mean so i think it, it gives a yeah it would help with that for sure it's a different kind of feel up here i wish you guys could see it in person because mm-hmm. it's it's cool yes it is so yeah <laughs> with that being said <laughs> i guess we can go ahead and get started all right so i am going first today and um i will be covering the eyeball killer which i fucking hate <laughs> slash love at the same time yeah i hate eyeball like gouged out eyeballs and stuff really Ugh. get to me yeah your eyes are so sensitive so sensitive yeah 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 (laughs) so anyway um so the eyeball killer um charles frederick albright was born in amarillo texas on august 10th 1933 when he was three weeks old he was adopted from an orphanage orphanage did i just do it again (laughs) we were practicing earlier and i said orphanage so yeah um adopted from an orphanage by dell and fred albright the albrights lived in the all-white middle-class neighborhood of oak cliff um at that time it was a gorgeous residential area across from the river um from downtown according to the story that dell would later tell charles um, his birth mother was an exceptional law student and was just 16 years old when she secretly married another student and became pregnant. Ooh. When the girl's father found out, he demanded that she annul the marriage and give up the baby for adoption. Otherwise, he would cut her off from the family. Well, so she did. Okay. So that's how Charles came about, and that's how Charles was adopted by the Albrights. 
Dell, his mother, made sure that Charles knew that she would never abandon him. She was very strict and overprotective, but she pampered him. Mm -hmm. Um, She kept goats in the backyard so that he could drink goat's milk. Oh, okay. Because she said that was better for him than cow's milk. Okay. Um, Is that true? I don't know, but probably. Yeah. If you think about it, cow's milk is disgusting. I feel like goat milk would be disgusting, too. I don't know. Wait, you don't like... Oh, yeah, you don't like milk. No. I like milk. Um, if you think, like... I don't know if you've ever, like, looked into, like, what goes into the milk, but you'll never want to drink milk again. Oh, I have. Ugh. I know. I know. But you so know disgusting. what? I, well, like, I, I hardly ever drink milk, but when I do, I'm like, why don't I drink milk more often? <sighs> hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes her mothering went to extremes. Um, when Charles was a small child, she occasionally put him in little girl's dresses and gave him a doll to hold. Same. <laughs> Do that to Titus. <laughs> no, my mom did that to me. No, put you in boys' clothes? Girl clothes and give me a doll. But you're a girl. I know. I'm saying same. Oh. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, two or three times a day, she would change his clothes to keep the dirt off of him. She had, like, a big, like, dirt phobia. Oh, gosh. How did this woman get accepted to adopt this child? I know. Okay. She's a little crazy. Um. So she was like super afraid that he would touch dog feces and get polio. So she took him to Parkland Hospital to see the polio patients locked in huge iron cages. Wait, is that that's not is that that's not how you get polio, is it? From dog feces? Apparently. I okay. guess that's the thing. I don't know. I don't really know anything about polio. I've never heard of that. I Apparently it was. Wow. So she would tell him, you can spend the rest of your life here to scare him to death so he wouldn't touch dog poop okay cool. well i think he was probably already deterred from touching dog feces to yeah. begin with wouldn't you say <laughs> exactly yeah okay so when he was less than a year old Dell put him in a dark room as a punishment for chewing on her tape measure when he wouldn't take a nap she would tie him to his bed when he went and drank his milk she would spank him she also made him practice playing piano for 30 minutes every morning before school that's not too bad well i mean tie him to the bed no i'm talking about the piano oh yeah she was just like super into education and she was a school teacher so she was constantly teaching him oh god i feel bad for those students i know well i mean depending but she was just like super like about the education um so he even advanced so far ahead because his mother was constantly teaching him that he was able to skip above um two grade levels oh my god yeah So, Charles never openly complained about his mother, and he was just always really grateful that his mother taught him manners and uh, that, you know, she raised him like she did. Um, He was described as being good-natured and eager to please. Dell told him to always speak politely about other people or to say nothing at all. She told him to respect women, especially when it came to sex. She lectured him about the way his father acted, quote, greedy with sex. Um, whenever Fred saw her in the bedroom with her bra and panties on, he would try to grab her. And she was going to have none of that. And she was going to make sure that Charlie never tried anything like that with his girlfriends either. Well, that's good. She taught that. Yeah. She just wanted him to be a respectful man. Right. So as he grew older, she chauffeured him every time he was on a date. Um, she would even call the girl's parents and let them know that her son would not try to do anything inappropriate. That's a bit much. That's let way the boy too have much. some freedom. You know, yeah. she was very overbearing. It sounds yeah, very. 
from birth, seems like. Yeah. So Charles got his first gun as a teenager, and he started killing small animals with it. Oh, gosh. Seems to be a trend with uh, murderers, right? His mother encouraged him and helped him stuff the animals, which developed his interest in becoming a taxidermist. Are you kidding me? If my son was killing small animals, I'd be like, where's the nearest counselor? (laughs) Yeah, not, ooh, let me see that. Let's stuff it. So she showed him how to use all the tools, the knife used to cut the skull, the little spoon used to scoop out the brains, the scalpel required to cut away the eyes from their sockets, the forceps that pulled out the eyes. She even skinned his first bird for him, teaching him not to cut too deep. What was she doing in her spare time? Yeah, right. Why does she know how to do all of this? Literally. Do you know how to do any of that? Uh, No. Same. (laughs) That's so weird. So... They were not poor by any means, but Dell was just extremely um, frugal. Frugal. Yeah. Yeah, There would be the word. So um, she wouldn't let Charles use the glass eyes that were typically used by professional taxidermists. So she she sewed. She was a seamstress. And she would let him use um, buttons for the eyeballs after he stuffed the animals. Some Coraline bullshit Yeah, that's on. creepy. So, like, she was just like, I'm not buying the eyeballs. Like, the glass eyeballs, they're too expensive. You can use buttons. Ew. Can yeah. you imagine? Like, seeing Ew. stuffed dead animals is already, like, nerve-wracking to me. But seeing them with button eyes? I know. No way. Um, I read that he uh, would, like, display them in the home. Like, and so you'd see these little animals everywhere with button eyes. No. Weird. It's a big bye. Yeah. So psychologists later theorized that essentially being forbidden from using their real eyes or the glass eyeballs began his obsession with eyes and played a huge part in forming Albright's criminal pathology. Yeah, I would assume so. Makes sense, yeah. right? So Albright was known to have an abnormal obsession with eyes, even going so far as to remove the eyes from dolls and photographs. Uh, creepy. I wonder if she thought that was creepy. Apparently, or she if she encouraged it. it. Yeah. Did she encourage it? Probably. Let me show you how to use an exacto knife to really get the eyeballs out of these photos. <laughs> right. <laughs> Charlie was a very, very intelligent child. Clearly, his mother, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, pushed that education, and uh, he always appeared to have a shining future. But as he grew older, a dark side emerged. Yeah. I feel like there was already one, but uh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) His criminal career started early, and at age 13, he was already a petty thief and was arrested for aggravated assault. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he started early. Yeah. At age 15, he graduated from high school and forged his way into North Texas University. At 16, the police caught him with some petty cash from a cash register, two handguns, and a rifle. He spent a year in jail. After his release, he attended Arkansas State Teachers College and majored in pre-med studies. Found with stolen items, he was expelled from the college before graduation, but not prosecuted. Unfazed, he simply falsified his degrees, stealing the right documents, forging forging signatures, and giving himself fictitious bachelor's and master's degrees. In what, though? Do you know? Uh, I guess, uh, well, teacher teacher he went to school to be a teacher um and majored in pre-med gotcha uh, so he was a super smart little goober (laughs) yep yeah so he married his college girlfriend and they had a daughter together charles wife was a teacher but charles just failed to hold a job for long 
Um, he continued to cheat the system by forging checks and claiming false credentials. And he was caught in his deception while teaching at a high school. But he always managed to get probation. Hmm. Doing all these illegal things, and it sounds like he just always just always gets got off lucky. easy. Yeah. Got lucky, you know. I feel like that's how it is with a lot. Like you know, John Wayne Gacy, mm-hmm. you know, was I think was, it was either once or twice arrested for like child molestation and you just know basically a slap on the free. wrist. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so crazy. In 1965, he and his wife separated, finally divorcing in 1974, nine years later. Wow. Of course, by the 1980s, Albright had a very long criminal history. Yep. He was caught stealing hundreds of dollars worth of merchandise from a hardware store and received a two-year prison sentence. Yet, he served less than six months. Oh, okay. Of course he did. Yeah. In 81, after his mother died, while Albright was visiting some friends, he sexually molested their nine-year-old daughter. Oh, that's great. They reported him, and he was prosecuted. He pled guilty and received only probation. Okay. Sick. Sick. He later claimed that he was innocent, but he had pled to avoid a hassle. Yeah, I'm sure you did, pal. He just got away with everything. Everything, yeah. Lucky little bastard. In 1986, his father passed away, and he inherited almost $100,000. The same year, he moved in with a woman named Dixie Austin, with whom he stayed together for the rest of his free life. Dixie took care of him financially, and he just never really held a job. Mm. Yeah. For somebody so educated, you'd think he'd be in the workforce. Yeah, you would think. But no, I think he was better at uh, being a con artist than he was holding a job well i feel like he probably didn't put much too too much effort in it if you put i mean like obviously he's getting caught a lot even though he gets lucky and Mm -hmm. he gets out or he you know he gets out earlier he doesn't nothing happens to him he's still getting caught yeah true that is very true so we're gonna fast forward a little bit and this is december 13th 1990 The first victim turns up in an undeveloped, almost forgotten lower class area of uh, South Dallas. She was a large woman, 156 pounds, which is not a large woman in my eyes. I must be a (laughs) old article. Large woman. (laughs) I mean, was she like 4'9"? Well, I mean, I guess if she was short, it would probably look like she was a lot bigger. But uh, she was naked except for a t-shirt and a bra which had been pushed up over her breasts. Her eyes were shut. Her face and chest were badly bruised. Apparently, the killer had thought it best to beat her before firing a 44 caliber uh, bullet into her brain. Wow. A police officer on the scene immediately recognized the woman as Mary Pratt, age 33, a veteran prostitute who worked at the Star Motel in Oak Cliff. It was on the autopsy table that it was discovered that Mary Pratt had no eyeballs. Ugh. Yeah. Detectives were baffled. What kind of sicko would want a girl's eyeballs? As expected, a gunshot wound was determined to be the cause of death. Mary Pratt's eyes had been cut out and removed so carefully that her upper and lower eyelids were left undisturbed. Oh, my gosh. So, like, literally, they had no idea she didn't have eyeballs until they, like, flipped her eyes back. Right. Can you imagine that sight? I actually saw this girl on TikTok the other day who had 
one eye and then a glass eye and she mm-hmm. had the glass eye out and at first i had no idea what the fuck was happening because yeah. it looked so was it just like pink in there it was i don't know it had like a weird like i don't like a i don't know like a tan yeah color to it i don't know it was so like skin tone kinda like it was pink but it was also skin tone and um i thought like because her eye was squinted Mm -hmm. so i thought she maybe had something wrong with her actual eye right but no she had no eye in there and it was it was crazy Hmm. i'd never seen that before yes um so detectives were dumbfounded this was not an operation taught in medical school the killer had to know how to slip a knife around the eyes making sure not to injure the adjoining skin and then cut the six major muscles holding each eye in the socket as well as the rope tough optical nerve oh that's a lot <laughs> yeah With do you eye- know if they were alive when this happened or if they were dead i believe they were dead thank god okay yeah with the eyelids shut it was impossible to tell that the eyes were missing surely whoever did this had to have a lot of practice on someone or something or little dead animals (laughs) all right so police contacted the fbi's violent crimes apprehension program unit um through its computers the fbi keeps data on the nation's most unusual depraved mutilations bodies chopped up organs removed eyes punctured with a knife um all that weird creepy stuff right so um an fbi agent told police that he found no listing anywhere of such a surgically precise cutting huh so this is like the first time this has ever happened in the history right so now we are into february 10th 1991 susan beth peterson a 27 year old caucasian prostitute was found on the same street mary pratt was on just outside of the dallas city limits she was nearly nude and had been shot three times in the top of her one once in the top of her head in the left breast and in the back of her head oh my gosh yeah a resident of the neighborhood was so horrified by what he saw that he rushed inside his home and brought out a flowered bed sheet to cover her body wow that's a good good yeah. person good neighbor yeah uh the medical examiner found that her eyes had been expertly removed as well at this point, this is when the investigators realized that they were looking for a repeater. Right. God. I would never think to do that, to, like, run inside and get a sheet. Yeah. I, I would mean, just be... I probably would vomit, honestly. <laughs> I can't imagine seeing that sight. Yeah. So, detectives start throwing out theories. Maybe the killer had gotten AIDS from a prostitute and was out for revenge. Maybe he believed the old superstition that a murderer's image always remains on the eyeballs of the person he kills. Maybe he believed a dead person's eyes would follow him forever. Or maybe the killer took the eyeballs to fuel some kind of wicked sexual fantasy. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to eat them or cook them. The only thing that they knew for sure was that the killer came out late at night and was strong enough to drag these girls in and out of a car and had surgical skills. He also probably needed a well-lit room to do the surgery. Um, some people even theorize that maybe the guy was a doctor turned crazy. Yeah, yeah. that would be my first thought. Theory, yeah. yeah. All right, so March 19th, 1991. Shirley Williams, an African-American prostitute, was found dead near an elementary school at 620 in the morning. As children walked to school, they could see the naked woman's crumpled body against a curb 
That's interesting. Horrifying. Because, you know, typically serial killers stick to the race that they are. Uh-huh. I know Jeffrey Dahmer killed predominantly black, uh, men. black, black men, yeah. Mm-hmm. But typically, mm-hmm. like, if they're killing... Like, if they're white and they're killing women, they, they, they have kill a, white women. a type, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times they'll look alike, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this guy's was just prostitutes, period. Yeah. Like he had an anger towards prostitutes. Anybody, any prostitute with an eye. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and an unopened red condom was beside her body. Um, police on the scene flipped her eyes back, or eyelids back, to reveal that her eyes had also been removed. The autopsy on Shirley Williams' body um, showed that the surgery was sloppy and had been done in a hurry this time. Hmm. Yeah. The broken tip of an X-Acto blade was found embedded in the skin near her right eye. Williams had facial bruises and a broken nose and had been shot in the face and through the top of her head. A comparison of the bullets found in Shirley Williams' body were matched to the ones found in Mary mary pratt's body indicating that the same weapon had been used to kill both of them okay i was wondering if it was like a copycat killer nope sounds like the same guy i wonder why he had to do it in a hurry i don't know something must have happened i mean she was found like in the street like up against the curb where the other two women look like uh it seems like they were a little more uh secluded right okay so uh i don't know maybe he just kind of had to hurry along okay what was going on there but uh so there were still no witnesses no murder Mm -hmm. weapon no fingerprints everybody is just stumped the news dubbed this murderer the eyeball killer yeah i would think that would be the correct name (laughs) right info about the mutilation murder spread sparking tons of tips from people who were sure they knew who committed these crimes among these was veronica rodriguez who is 26 she said she not only knew the killer's identity, but that she witnessed Mary Pratt's murder. What, she didn't come forward before? I guess not. I guess when it started getting publicity, she's like, oh, by the way, I know this. <laughs> That's so shitty. Yeah. If she's, like, telling the truth. Well, so she was a prostitute, and she was very well known to the police department. Um, it was quoted that drugs had fried her brain and that she lied and was incoherent most of the time. Oh. So she was so flaky that no one really believed her horror story. Um, but she said that her and Pratt had gone off with a stranger for a threesome in a South Dallas field. Rodriguez said that the man became violent and hit her in the head with a gun, briefly knocking her out. She said that she came just in time to see or came to just in time to see the man shoot Pratt, and she bolted to the closest house where the occupant, truck driver Axton Schindler, let her in. Police started probing Schindler's background on the chance that, in her drug-addled state, Rodriguez had scrambled some details and mistook the attacker for her savior. Mm -hmm. So they found nothing except for one possible clue. The house that Schindler was living at belonged to another man, Charles Albright. Oh. 57, a former high school science teacher who owned a few pieces of property around Dallas. Two were near the dumping grounds for the dead prostitutes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, a little too close to home. Right. You're not so smart. More evidence soon came from Brenda White, who was 37. She was a 20-year veteran of the streets, and White said that one of her clients had tried to kill her, and she only got away because she had a can of mace. 
Rodriguez, Rodriguez and White describe the attacker as middle-aged with salt and pepper hair. I'm going to be honest. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, guess who fit that description? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that I really love the phrase veteran of the streets. Veteran of the streets. I love that. <laughs> she's a veteran of I the mean, streets. I mean, damn. I guess you can be a veteran of anything. Right. She's a veteran of the streets. I love it. <laughs> So, um, White and Rodriguez both picked Albright's picture out of a photo lineup, and police arrested him at his home on March 22nd, 1991. Searches of Albright's property turned up hints like stashes of guns, mm-hmm. exacto knives, red condoms, and collections of true crime books, but no strong links to the killings. So, okay. <laughs> I've got true crime books that I'm looking at right now. So if somebody gets murdered around me and they're going to come search my home and they're going to see these and they're going to be like, hmm, maybe she's the killer. Right. She's got serial killers on her wall. She (laughs) definitely is obsessed. (laughs) But you know, like that, I mean, I guess it, I mean, if they all have all this um, circumstantial evidence, like they're matching red condom Mm -hmm. guns and, you Mm -hmm. know, exacto knives and there was a piece of exacto knife in that one girl's eye. Yeah. And then also true crime books. I guess it could fit in, you know, but like, it's all very circumstantial. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like you can really convict somebody based off of that. I feel like if, if we were linked quote unquote to a right. murder and they came here and, and all they could find was this they would probably not think too much about exactly. it yeah. <laughs> so um <clears throat> where was i uh, da, da, da. okay so like i said there were really no strong links to the killings besides the circumstantial evidence right so which lead led some people to believe that charles albright was not the killer Hair from a squirrel's tail became a key part of the case against Albright. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Listen. Oh, God. So police located the field where Williams was murdered and found her coat. They recovered squirrel hairs from the coat and matched them to strands they found in the vacuum at Albright's home. Well, they went so far as to go through his vacuum. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't have thought of doing that. Well, that's their job, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, found the same strands of hair in mm. his vacuum. Nuts, right? Very <laughs> nuts. Squirrel <laughs> nuts. <laughs> so investigators believed that uh, both the killer and the victim picked up the squirrel hairs at the scene. Yeah crazy that's that's good investigating right there yeah a freaking squirrel here yeah it's insane yeah i would just be like okay so a squirrel is nearby yeah (laughs) okay yeah god i mean you're like literally dissecting that vacuum yeah to see that to see a squirrel yeah Yeah. that's insane or maybe there wasn't that much in the vacuum who knows knows? like maybe he just vacuumed up some squirrel hair Oh, gosh. So, Albright was charged with four murders, including one dating back to 1988, but went to trial for just William's death. Mm -hmm. People described Albright as a generous friend and a good neighbor as they took the witness stand. Albright was described by many who knew him as the portrait of happiness, 
untroubled and troubling no one. That's so weird. I know. He was always like known as like a gentleman and just like a really kind guy. Um, He was kind of a renaissance man, they said, fluent in both French and Spanish, a masterful painter, and able to woo women by playing the uh, piano or reciting poetry. If you can do all that, why the fuck do you need to murder people? I know. I know. He's obviously super twisted. Why do you need to do that in general? But like... Why do you commit all these crimes? Why did you molest a nine-year-old? Why are you murdering? Like, why? There's, I think, in this situation, and a lot of serial killer situations, Mm -hmm. I think Mama played a good part in that. I do, too. Yeah. You know? Um, Like, a son and mother relationship is so important. God, yeah. I always think about that with Titus. I'm like, God, what if I do something that (laughs) fucks him up? Uh, Yeah, I think Mama fucked him up a little bit. Yeah. So... It was simply impossible for these people to believe that he could have viciously murdered three Dallas prostitutes. They were like, no. Um, So perhaps he was a touch eccentric, but he was certainly harmless, right? He was even squeamish when it came to violence, they all said. How could Charlie do something like this? Obviously not if he can gouge some eyes out. Yeah, Charlie had a you guys fooled. Yeah. That's so scary. Oh, my God. Horrifying. So these testimonies were not enough to help Albright. The prosecution's case was built entirely on circumstantial circumstantial evidence, (laughs) hair samples, and the testimony of prostitutes. Again, the squirrel hairs. Even with all those things benefiting Albright on December 18th, he didn't get as lucky as he had in the past. Thank God. Finally. The jury found Albright guilty of William's murder, which meant a life sentence. Good. So, Albright is now 87 years old. He is still alive. And, yeah, he remains confined to a psychiatric hospital. And according to official sources, he still has a fascination with the human eyeball. He draws pictures of eyeballs. And he takes great interest in news stories in which eyes have been cut or gouged out. But he still insists that he has never killed anyone and had never touched a human eyeball. Dude, if you're in prison for life, just (laughs) Just go ahead and admit it. So, yeah. You've got this crazy obsession, but no, it wasn't me. Okay. Yeah, it was. So, that's the end of my story, but after doing all this research, and trust me, I looked, and I looked, and I looked, and I looked for this answer. I have one question here. What the hell did he do with the eyeballs? <gasps> I didn't even think of that. What did he do with them? We'll never know. I feel like he had to eat them or something. Uh, maybe he put them in animals that he killed. There was literally, like, I googled and googled. Yeah. Like, nobody knows. Like, there's, like, like oh, maybe he ate them. Maybe he cooked them. Maybe. But, Charles, what did you do with the eyeballs? I want to know where these eyeballs are. Where is he at again? He is in Texas in a uh, psychiatric hospital. Let's go ask him. He's 87. He ain't giving nothing up. <laughs> I mean, it's been a I long time. I didn't do it. I just love eyeballs. <laughs> I'm just going to extract every eyeball I ever see in a book. Yeah. But I swear Draw I did pictures do it. of eyeballs. Yeah. And, yeah. So he still to this day uh, claims his innocence. But uh, I need to know what he did with them. Like, that's going to bug me. Hmm. Any theories? Uh, Besides, like, stuffing animals. and It seems like police would have found that. You know what I mean? I feel like he wouldn't have eaten them, though. Why? I don't know. It just seems like... 
I don't know. So his mom wouldn't buy glass eyeballs for mm-hmm. his little, you know, stuffed animals. So they use buttons. So I mean, these eyeballs were never found. Yeah. Where the hell did he take them? What did he do with them? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't fit for him to eat, eat them. them. Yeah. Well, he hit them really well, whatever he did. Maybe he turned them into something. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe he flushed them down the toilet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he put them in a jar and buried them somewhere. Maybe he threw them into water, like a river. I don't Who know. Knows? I mean, that's uh, at least six eyeballs that went somewhere. They must be hiding some. He might, like, to me, I would think he'd want to keep them. Yeah. Like, forever. So, my theory really would be that maybe he has them preserved somewhere very secret and very safe. Maybe, you know, there's somewhere that, like, a secret compartment at his house or maybe he had a secret something or another somewhere that he stashes yeah. them in. Maybe he has another serial killer friend and he leaves them <laughs> at his house. Who knows? I don't know. I want to know. I do too. I hope it comes out what he did with him before he dies. For real? Like, you're just tell us. Come on. I know. You're what dying you, there. You're just 87. Us. You're not going home. Right. <laughs> like, it, and, and you can't get in any more trouble than what you're already in. Exactly. Except, I guess, like, um, what's it called? Like, when you mess with a corpse. What's it called? Um, yeah. Uh, shoot. Um, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I cannot. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Um, like defacing. Not defacing, but... Um. <laughs> I can't think of it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It'll come to us later. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could get in trouble for that. Because, I mean, it is a corpse and he did take the eyeballs out when they're dead. Yeah. So, I don't know. So yeah, that is it. The eyeball killer, Charles Frederick Albright. I forgot how much I hated that. That's so gross. It is so nasty. And his mom's nasty too. His mom screwed that boy up. Yeah. What what his dad didn't seem to be in the picture too much. They were together. He was a grocer. Grocer? Is that how you say it? Grocer? A grocer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I don't know, maybe he worked a lot. You know, so he was a grocer, but like they were well off with money, That's, and he ended up getting a hundred thousand dollars. They weren't poor. So. And his dad was a grocer. That's was what the, I read. Well, she was a teacher. I don't know. I mean, they don't make. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, weird. Maybe they had like inheritance Family or money. something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, okay. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard that story in a while. So. Mm-hmm uh guys give us your theories on where those eyeballs are please let us know yeah because you can find anything i couldn't i would love to hear it i'm gonna google it because holy crap i'm telling you like i googled and googled and googled and if anything it was just theories like yeah they were never found so we don't know hmm yeah so i guess tell us that and you guys can ponder on that with this commercial or ad whatever welcome back hello hello okay so um for my story i am doing kelly and bates um it's kind of a trigger warning this has a lot to do with uh like domestic violence domestic abuse so if you're not comfortable with that i would suggest not listening to it 
Um, this case is actually very traumatic. It's very horrible. Um, it's not too long of a case, but um, it's still very sad. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this one, so... I heard it from a podcast, and I had totally forgotten about it until I was Googling what I was going to do, and I came across it again, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is horrible. Okay. So, um, in 1993, Kelly Ann Bates was only 14 years old when she met James Patterson Smith. She was babysitting for one of James's friends. And when she was done, she, uh, or James decided he was going to be a quote unquote gentleman and walk her home to make sure she got there safely, which okay. seems innocent enough, right? Yeah. How like, old was she? 17? She's 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this is where the grooming began because guess what? He was 46 years old. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no. So, um, the grooming process was so secretive that Kelly's parents didn't meet him until two years later when she was 16. Okay. They had spoken with him over the phone, but they were apparently unaware of his age. As the story progresses, I kind of find it hard to believe that they didn't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, a 46 year old man does sound a lot different than a teenage boy. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, just some of the way that this story plays out, it just seems weird, but whatever. So, um, Kelly's mother's name was Margaret, and she had just gotten home and was extremely shocked when she saw James coming down the stairs in her house because she, um, like I said earlier, didn't realize he was so old okay i have a 13 year old and if i see a 40 something year old man coming down my stairs when i walk in my house i'm gonna shoot and kill him yeah like are you kidding me especially because this is she i mean like at first maybe she didn't even like realize that was him maybe she thought it was like an intruder that's what i'm saying there's no way in hell i would think that this was my daughter's boyfriend or whatever gross it's so weird oh my god Ooh. Uh, but she said that she instantly felt like something was off about him aside from, you the know. The fact that he was an old man? Yeah, besides the fact that he was 48 and she was 16 and they were dating for two years. Gross. Yeah. Uh, so she says later in an interview, this wasn't the man I wanted for my daughter. I vividly recall seeing our bread knife in the kitchen and wanting to pick it up and stab him in the back. Yeah. 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 So, a little bit about Kelly. She was a very extroverted young girl who loved sports, and she dreamed of becoming a teacher. She had ambitions, and she had goals set in place for herself, but once meeting James, there was a complete and total change in her. Mm -hmm. Uh, She stopped showering and would spend hours just curled up on the sofa in complete silence. Her mom said she came home and one side of her face was black. She said some girls had attacked her. I couldn't bear the worry, but I knew if I dragged her away from him, I could lose her, which Margaret dragged her away. She's 16. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to be with a 48-year-old man. Oh, my God. That's I would disgusting. have immediately made him leave my house and called the fucking police. Absolutely. Ugh, that is so disgusting. So, in November of 1995, 
Not long after her parents met James, Kelly told her parents that she had gotten a new job and wouldn't be able to see them as often. She moved into an apartment with James, who was unemployed. Uh, yeah. What a winner. Right. Oh. <laughs> Did you drop your microphone? Yes. Oh, sorry, guys. Hold on. Uh, you oh, God. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. This is going to sound really bad. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Okay. Because it was a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, so, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, uh, she moved in, and he was unemployed. Um, her parents agreed to this decision, even though they were skeptical, but only if she kept in regular contact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, she continued to speak with her parents on the phone, but they never saw her alive again. Oh, no. Um. I personally find it quite odd that Margaret and her dad would comply to this decision, considering how strongly she felt against James upon, you know, first meeting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I don't know, she's just like 16. Like, she, I don't know, I just feel like she needs like a curfew. Yeah. And she needs to be around people her own age. You know, you should. She is a child. Yeah. Not living with a 48 year old man in an apartment where he doesn't even work or anything a fucking predator is what he was yeah um so as soon as she moved in with him kelly was methodically ostracized from her family and friends um the phone call started becoming sporadic um and like when they would send birthday and christmas cards they were only signed by james and not by kelly what yeah so her family obviously became worried and concerned for her well-being and they contacted their doctor and the police i don't know why they contacted the doctor but they did yeah um however kelly was never checked up on by either due to the fact that she was now a legal adult which i okay so I I mean here in the U.S. eighteen is the le- or I think seventeen is the legal adult age, right? Well, eighteen is, but I think you can go to prison at seventeen. Yeah, is that it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this was in England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, this happened in England. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Um. So I googled it, and it said that the legal age was eighteen in England, but mm. it, every article I read said that she was a legal adult at 16 so i did message somebody that i knew who had uh family in england and he said he didn't know Mm -hmm. uh but he did say that um like in six when you're 16 over there you can graduate high school early and like go to university and whatnot Mm -hmm. and this was in the 90s so i mean maybe the adult age was different back then i don't know i really couldn't find anything about it Hmm. because she was like going to school but they call her a legal adult yeah um maybe uh the way it works is like they can basically make their own choices about like their housing or whatnot Mm -hmm. and as long as you know maybe the parents are assuming there's not a sexual relationship going on between these two which obviously they knew there was yeah maybe like that's okay they can make you know those kind of decisions but maybe i, I have know. no idea i couldn't find anything about it if you're a uk listener let us know we yeah. know we have some yeah uh okay so um her parents were apprehensive about going to the house and checking up on her as 
or because they were afraid that their inter- interference could backfire and push their, their daughter even further away. Dude, right. at this point, I think you need to take that chance and go over there and see what's going on with your child. Yeah. I think that is negligent of the parents mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't care if your daughter's an, a, a legal adult. You go make sure she's okay, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. <clears throat> Unsurprisingly... James had a very long history of abuse towards women. Of course he did. So his first marriage ended with accusations of physical abuse, and other women that he had dated shared similar stories. One such girl he had tried to drown when she was only 15. This was a lover. Gross. Yeah. So already from the jump, we're not... Yeah. We don't have a solid foundation. Like, this dude is just... A piece of shit grooming little girls Mm -hmm. moving in with them and then abusing the fuck out of them pretty much yeah so on april 16th 1996 jane walked his trash ass ass up to gorton police station walked his trash ass trash ass okay he walked oops sorry for the boom he walked his trash ass up to gorton gorton g-o-r-t-o-n gorton police station where he told officers about how he accidentally killed his girlfriend oh my god after they had an argument and she like swallowed water and or breathed in water in the bathtub and she died (sighs) she drowned yeah yeah because that happens great story right makes sense i totally like just aspirate water when i'm in the bathtub on a regular basis yeah same (laughs) literally it's like a daily thing (laughs) so obviously he was lying okay because when the police came to the house to investigate they saw a much darker and sinister scene uh kelly's blood was in every single room of the house oh my god and it was very evident that she had endured excruciatingly vile torture (gasps) leading up to her death oh my god the pathologist who examined her body found more than a hundred and fifty injuries inflicted yeah 150 injuries why even go to the police department saying that she drowned because he thought he was going to get away with it It, uh, they weren't going to see these injuries they weren't going to see the blood all over the house he's a fucking idiot because seriously like when you hear his argument about it you're going to want to fucking blow your brains out because it's ridiculous so uh the pathologist found um 150 injuries inflicted over a period of at least a month oh yeah in the four weeks leading to her death kelly had been burnt with cigarettes (gasps) and branded on the thigh with a hot iron oh my god he had uh, poured boiling hot water over her feet and her butt she had multiple stab wounds caused by knives forks and scissors stab wounds were even found on the inside of her mouth oh my god a ligature mark on her neck indicated she had been strangled and she had been tied by her hair to a radiator what at some point during the four weeks her hands and kneecaps had been crushed (gasps) and he did this so she couldn't leave 
That is horrifying. He literally did that so she could not leave the house. Oh, my God. And go get help or whatever. Did you say that they were in an apartment? Yeah. Wow. I wonder how nobody ever heard anything. I don't know. Well, like, I read that it was an apartment, and then um, another article I read that it was, like, um, like a detached house off of, I don't know. It was weird, so I I really, I don't know, honestly. There's so much conflicting information about this case. Okay. Um, She had been partially scalped. Oh, my God. Her ears, nose, mouth, lips, and genitalia had been mutilated. And coincidentally enough, Brooke and I always do this, both of her eyes had been gouged out. No. And her empty eye sockets had been stabbed. And guess what? What? This happened before she died. No. Oh, my God. That breaks my heart. The They said that she had to have been like that for at least three weeks. No. So out of the four weeks she had been living with him, three of those weeks she didn't have eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is so sad. It's horrible. So, along with that, she had also been starved and hadn't been given water for several days before she died. And before she drowned, she had been beaten over the head with the shower head. Why did he do this? Because he's a fucking monster. There's no reason. There's no good reason to ever do this. What is reason? we'll get there okay so her mother says people called him an animal but an animal wouldn't do that to another animal he is a very evil man i think about how much pain she must have been in how she must have thought we didn't love her because we didn't save her yeah probably i would think that too like where the fuck were you mom Mm -hmm. so this is what he said during the trial smith claimed that bates would put me through hell winding me up oh so it's her fault right and this was an attempt to piss him off right right yeah and that was just an attempt to excuse his violent actions he told the jury that bates taunted him about his dead mother oh well he probably deserved it when they asked why he had you know inflicted all this torture and vile just wickedness on her he literally said she had asked him to do it oh mm-hmm. he suggested that she challenged him to hurt her and he was just complying to her wishes yes because people you know say gouge my eyeballs out and pour boiling water all over my feet right you know scalp me yeah Please. i, I, I want to know what it feels like to be scalped yeah i'm sure she let just, me know yeah Okay. Sick fuck. Also, um, he had earlier said in a statement that Bates had a bad habit of hurting herself to make it look worse on me. Oh. Mm. To who, though? Yeah. To who? Yeah. Considering you wouldn't let her leave the house or see anyone. No one saw her for a month. So how could that make it look worse for him? Yeah. You know? Oof. So, the details of the case were so absolutely horrifying and traumatic that every single member of the jury was offered and accepted professional counseling afterwards. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can imagine that would be traumatizing. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had to see, like, the pictures. pictures. They had to hear from, like, his own mouth what he did to this girl. I'm sure they saw the mother and father just 
bawling their could you imagine learning that about your child oh, no 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 i would probably kill myself tbh i like, i don't know like how in these situations and i know it has happened before like but how family members don't just like jump out of the stands and like attack that person dude i i know it's happened oh yeah but uh, it happened with jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah well yeah i'm just saying like you know parents whatever um what was it oh it's i think we talked about it one time but the uh, dad that blew the brains out of the uh the man that uh molested his son do you know about that one maybe it was me and mom talking about it it was caught on camera. It was back in, like, the 80s, I mm-hmm. want to say. But, like, the police were walking the man by in handcuffs. And the dad just, like, walks up and just just blows him away. Good. I was like, Fuck good him. job, dad. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I don't think he just served, like, a small sentence yeah. for it. I would uh, go to prison for that, too. And it was, like, such, like, a perfect shot. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> just, like. Probably been practicing. Yeah. For this very moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, I mean. I will say, like, you know, they say that most pedophiles will reoffend. Mm-hmm. I just I'd want to make sure that my kid was safe. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of them are probably very vindictive and just mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. I fear the day for, you know, anybody's abuser who's going to be let out of prison. Mm-hmm. I fear for you cuz holy crap. Yeah. <clears throat> so, the jury took just 1 hour to find James Patterson Smith guilty. He was sentenced to life imprisonment. The judge recommended that Smith serve a minimum of 20 years. He turned to Smith and he said, You are an abuser of women, and I intend so far as it is in my power that you will never or that you will abuse no more. Why not give him the death penalty? That's what I want to know. Like, because of all this torture, mm-hmm. he definitely deserves to die. You know, I don't know. I guess there's always that uh, some people think that life in prison is worse, you know? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he deserves to die. I think most people would prefer life in prison than the, the death penalty. Yeah. So I don't know. But then again, you know, it takes so long for people on death row to die. And they say that death row is easier to live in than yeah prison i just hope somebody makes him his little bitch and yeah fucking terrorizes him absolutely but that's oh Mm. so sad that is absolutely heartbreaking I, i i can't even like the fact that it got that far that she was able to move in with him is mm-hmm. mind-blowing to me oh yeah because i'm gonna tell you the moment i see a 48 year old man walking down my stairs when i walk in my home and he's been up there with my daughter i think i would be in prison for the rest of my life oh he wouldn't have a chance Mm-mm. no 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 oh that is yeah i i'm sorry i'm sure it was devastating for the family but i believe the family failed that poor girl i i 100 i mean obviously it's his fault but oh, yeah. there were preventative you measures that her yeah. she was a child literally like i can imagine walking into my house a 48 a 48 year old man walks down my stairs and then i find out that that's my 16 year old daughter's boyfriend i would legit be like what the fuck are you doing with a 16 year old you're a fucking creep yeah. you're a perv you're a pedophile yeah. get the fuck out of my house before i call the police and let them know what you've been fucking doing yeah get out and i'm still calling the police and letting them know what you've been doing but yeah like, like i'm better go outside get your fucking license plate mm-hmm. i'm forbidding you from ever ever stepping foot near my daughter getting a restraining order i feel like that like i'm literally like envisioning this in my head i would be horrified 
be like, who are you? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I would be so scared. Yeah, you know, just like you said, I would not instantly think that that was my daughter's boyfriend no. that I'm supposed to be meeting. Ugh, you know, gross. I don't know. I don't know. So sad. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for that little girl. Only 16 years old, just endured more trauma that most of us will ever endure in our lives, and then that's it gone so was her cause of death uh found to be like drowning um i i don't know it didn't say okay but did she she was in the bath is that what you said no she was laying on the floor but he beat her with a shower head Mm -hmm. like apparently um like so from what I was reading more in it, it was like, so some article said that they were in the shower fighting okay. and then he, you know, beat her over, over the head with a shower in head. In shower fighting with a girl with no eyeballs? Like how much yeah. can she? <laughs> That's what he says. But I, I mean, maybe they were in the shower together. I mean, if she doesn't have eyes and she has crushed knees and uh, <sighs> whatever, I'm sure she probably can't bathe by herself and who knows what happened and he probably just got mad for no fucking reason and then beat her over the head and maybe she did you know inhale water maybe she did drown i don't know but she she was laying on the ground and he said that he tried to you know resuscitate her but i just googled just to uh see what her cause of death was and all it says is torture murder yeah that is horrific Mm -hmm. she was drowned in a bathtub after suffering is what it says yeah okay so maybe she was then so drowned after all of that torture probably just like hit her over the head and then left her in there to die yeah like the twins last week yeah isn't that so crazy how like we are on like the same level with like what kind of crimes we do last week it was mothers you know children who kill their mothers you know essentially and then this week it's eyeball gouging yeah jeez what the hell i don't know that's so crazy great Uh, i'm always interested to see what we what each other you know does yeah same so yeah Um, oh also uh last week um when i was doing the twisted twins i was saying jasmaya and tasmaya because that's what I've heard in some videos and then other videos in other videos it's Jasmia and Tasmia. So I'm not really sure which one it is. I I still think it's Maya. Yeah. But initially I always said Jasmia and Tasmia, but because I watched a video, I think it is Maya. Yeah. But you watched one that said Mia, right? I'm sure somebody that knows her. We and we know some people that know the twins they yeah know better than i'm sure would. somebody would have corrected me because there was a lot of people who commented saying oh, yeah. oh i knew these girls yeah. or whatever it seems so. like like jazz maya was or jasmia was called jazzy though so i don't know jazz yeah and it was jazz and taz so taz, yeah so i don't i don't know which one it is and i'm sorry if i did say the wrong thing but it was very contra- like i couldn't figure out which one it was so and there were videos that said it both ways so right i don't think even they knew um there was something what were we we need you guys if you're willing to send us your military abuse stories please um we did ask for them last week and we did get one more Mm -hmm. i believe one more story 
Um, but sometime in the next few weeks, we will be doing, I don't know if we'll do a special edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an extra release. Yeah. Um, where we will both be uh, discussing the uh, sexual assaults in our United States military. So we've got a couple of stories um, that some women have uh, graciously shared with us yes. that we will be sharing with you. And you will be 100% anonymous. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, we promise we're not going to say your name. Absolutely. So uh, if you have been in our military and you have been sexually assaulted and you would be so kind as to share your story with us. Um, we would greatly appreciate you. Yes, we just want to shed light on this because it has come to our attention that it is mm-hmm. a way bigger problem than either of us have ever realized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, Lavina Johnson case got us uh, opened yeah. our eyes to a lot. Yeah, that story was probably the worst story that mm-hmm. we've ever told so yeah. far, I think. Oh, let me, uh, this has nothing to do with the, the cases from today, but what do you think about that Michael Turney stuff? My so, God. I think he definitely did it. Oh, For yeah. sure. So it's good. He's finally, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Gross. Ugh, what a freako. Yeah. My, actually, my sister one day, my Autumn, my 13-year-old mm-hmm. sister, she sent me, um, a TikTok of somebody talking about that case. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, who do you think did it? And I was like, the dad, for, yeah. sh- for sure. Yeah. And all these years, he's gotten away with it. Yeah. Yep. And you know, really, the only reason he finally was like sent to trial about it was because of her sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you watched the sister's TikToks? See, that's what I was about to say okay. is Autumn said that she's, she um, she follows mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. on TikTok. Sarah Turney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said, well, how does she feel about it? And she oh, was like, yeah. oh, she thinks that I did it. 100%. For sure. Yeah. She is the whole reason he finally is in Good, jail. good. Yeah. Good she, for her. She fought. She said that she, uh, you know, basically told the police like my dad did it and like they're like well there's not really anything we can do we don't really have the evidence we need Mm -hmm. the best way the best thing for you to do to get justice for your sister if you truly feel that your dad killed her is to go on social media and talk about it and that's exactly what she did yeah and uh she finally got justice for Alyssa. good it's amazing a miracle gives me chills thinking about it that sister yeah. For all these years fought for her. And everything that that dad did was fucking creepy. He video recorded her mm-hmm. everywhere. Did you see the video where she says, uh, dad's a perv? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. I wonder, like, what he did to her. I don't... It That was her stepdad or it her was real her, dad? I believe it was her stepdad, but yeah. it was the younger Sarah's real father. Yeah, that's so. that's what I thought, too. Okay. That poor girl. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about that and you know that's crazy too because it's you know his own like biological daughter being like my dad did it Mm -hmm. my dad is guilty my dad is a predator my dad Mm -hmm. you know she yeah thank god for her thank god yeah she's got a lot of balls i'm so so glad for that like a lot of her family like turned their back on her and all of Mm -hmm. this but and now they're about to be proved wrong yep you go sarah you were a badass yes so, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to speak about that because it's something that's, you know, big, been big lately. We probably need to cover her eventually. Yeah. Too, well, so. let's wait till we kind of get more information yeah, on that absolutely. and then do it. Didn't somebody post that also in our group? I think so. They also posted about the Golden State Killer yeah, getting. Li- finally life. Is li- it life? I think it was life. Yeah, yeah. Which I just bleh, kill him. 
<laughs> right. And kill him. Go ahead. He's such a monster. I 100% agree. Oh, okay. Well, I guess, is that, oh, plug our social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, you can join our awesome, very productive uh, Facebook Facebook group. We have, uh, like, almost. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we had several people invite people. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, 1,200 plus. 12, yeah, probably 1,200 plus. Yeah, so join our Facebook group. Um, We've got over 200 new members. So yeah. hopefully you guys will, have been listening and will listen. Right. Um, thank you for joining us. Yes, um, and you can follow or join that at uh, For God's Sake, Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Mm-hmm. And our Instagram at Don't Drink the Jones Juice. And you know, remember to enter our giveaway on there. You'll see it on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok. At, yep, TikTok at don't drink the jones juice okay yeah and, and then email us your stories yes at, at <laughs> don't drink the jones juice at gmail.com and then also our merch store storefrontier.com slash don't drink the jones juice yes is that everything i think so we still haven't made a website i've had no. somebody message me about how to do one so yeah i don't know it's just a lot like i feel like our social media does enough for us you know there's there's so much stuff i don't know i'm kind of feeling overwhelmed do you i i think we're good where we're at now i think a website's unnecessary i still haven't even logged into our tiktok <laughs> i've just been watching as if it's also yeah i'm <laughs> like trying just a here but yeah. i keep an eye out on that page because uh like we said earlier we'll have some things coming your way we might do some previews on Instagram and Facebook of these videos just so you can get a taste of what we're doing on TikTok. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll entice you to come and look <laughs> at it and give us a follow. So yeah, I'm excited for this. Actually, when Brooke first was like, I made us a TikTok. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, Why? I have never in my life had TikTok. Like I, and I'm just, you know, Alyssa and I have been trying really hard to get followers and, mm-hmm. and get a good uh, audience. And, yeah. you know, it just kind of hit me one day. I was like, let's try TikTok. Why the hell not? I've never had one. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it can only help, right? Right. So, <laughs> it can only go up from here. We're on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I have a TikTok. I mean, zero videos. I don't have anything posted. I literally just, just have it. Use to it to l- creep. <laughs> well, I really only have it because, like, my sister will send me TikToks, and so I watch them it. in the app, yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes if I'm bored, I'll go. Well, okay, I used to be in, a like, a TikTok Facebook group where mm-hmm. they would, like, post the most awful TikToks ever, and, you yeah. know, it was just, like, a, sh- a shit-posting group for TikTok. Yeah. And I always thought they were so so funny and so that group okay i do not condone bullying i was only in that group because the video is really funny there was a lot of people in there that were super mean i'm not i'm never one to comment mean stuff Mm -hmm. or really in general in groups i don't really contribute to the group i just watch stuff that happens yeah um so i think that it got taken down because of all the bullying that was in there mm-hmm. uh so that's why i made a tiktok so i could watch these videos mm-hmm. in a better environment i guess there you go <laughs> yeah. So, yeah well and that's it that's it okay for god's sake don't drink the jones juice